0: Well, Malachi. And uh, here we are, chapter 3 and verse 6. It's uh, something of a standalone text, but it is in its context. For I am the Lord, I do not change. Therefore, you are not consumed, O sons of Jacob. 4 suggests something of a conclusion to what he's been saying. It is that, but it's also something of an introduction to what's going to come as well. So it's a bit of a, a pivotal point. Uh, in the argument so far. Now, chapter 2 and verse 17. God has a complaint, remember, against His people. The people of God wearying Him. It's possible to weary God. God, we're going to learn, is immutable, but He's not cold. His emotions can be stirred by you and me. Isn't that a remarkable thing? This uh, being who does all beings keep is not indifferent to how we conduct ourselves, our conversation, uh, the attitudes of our hearts and minds towards each other. And him, he feels something about that. And so these people here are wearying him by saying despicable things about him. See, they're looking at the world and its circumstances, looking at their own family life and circumstances, looking at their own situations, looking at their own nation and saying it's not like the good old days. Does does God really care? We see these uh, pagan nations and they seem to be getting rich and we are here. We're the people of God and we're struggling and can hardly make ends meet. And so they're saying uh, everyone who does evil is good in the sight of the Lord. Otherwise they wouldn't be so Prosperous and he, oh, and he delights in them. Or you're saying this where is the God of justice? Where's justice? Where's, why don't they get their comeuppance, these, uh, these pagan nations around and about us? God is wearied with such conversation and he begins to answer them I am doing something about sin and my justice will be revealed but I'm going to make this provision for sin that was long prophesied. Behold, I will send my messenger. He will prepare the way before me, John the Baptist, and the Lord whom you seek will suddenly come to his temple, even the messenger of the covenant in whom you delight. Behold, he is coming, says the Lord of hosts. Here's a prophecy about the first coming of the Lord Jesus Christ and he came to deal with sin, to open up a fountain that would uh, cleanse us from our sin to bring in everlasting righteousness. If you're still outside the gospel, I I urge you, seek Him. Ask, seek, knock. Don't go home tonight without Him. Provision has been made for your sin, your biggest problem before a holy God. And when this passing world is, is done, and it can happen in an instant, you could be crossing the road after the service tonight. We can be careless in the simple things. We're so frail. So easily swept into eternity. How great a being who does all beings keep. So this old heart of mine, 66 years old, never stopped a beat. But one day it will. We can't assume the next heartbeat. And then the judgment Eventually, the second coming, the greater size, where Christ comes for the second time. And I believe that's being spoken about here. Commentators differ on the first five verses. Some say, well, it's all about his first coming. And so I was sort of convinced. I'd read it the first time. I think I said last time and thought, well, there's the first and second coming here. Then a number of commentators said, no, it's all on the first coming. And then I read another one and he agreed with me. So I I like that commentator. But uh, uh, we, we can differ on opinions like, like that, but uh, we know there is, there is a second coming. You might disagree that it's, it's spoken of here, yeah, I believe it is. Who will endure the day of his coming? Certainly, I believe that's a reference to his return. Will you endure? The only way is to have your sins dealt with. And how are they dealt with? Jesus Christ came into the world to take away your sin and my sin. He could heal the sick from heaven, He could calm a storm from heaven. He could cleanse a leper from heaven. But to take away your sin and my sin, he had to come down. And oh, what a matchless condescension that he enters the womb of a virgin, overseen by the work of the Holy Spirit. There's no human man involved. Virgin womb. The Holy Spirit And there he is conceived in the womb of the Virgin Mary. He hasn't stopped being God. He's the God, human. Becomes the God child, the God man. Lives for 33 years. He went around doing good. He lived a perfect life in your place. And then in your place, condemned, he stood. The judgments that fall on you fell on him. And he sealed, I can say that now, He sealed my pardon with his blood. I've got to shout out hallelujah, which means praise God. What a saviour. It happened to me in 1976, just hearing the gospel being preached. It was a very exuberant service. Lots of hallelujahs and amens and jumping around, but I heard the gospel there, and God dealt with me during that church Service. it just became crystal clear a holy God sinful me Jesus Christ the only bridge repentance towards God and faith in Jesus Christ and in a sense you can't separate repentance and faith the two go together if you preach faith clearly repentance is implied if you preach repentance clearly why would you repent? well because of what Jesus has done and because of what I, what I am repentance towards God turning away from self what I am primarily and what I've done and turning to Jesus Christ, the only answer, and embracing and trusting in him. And at that point, legally, I'm forgiven. I'm forgiven. Gone, 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 gone. Yes, my sins are gone. And I'm seen by the Father as if I am Jesus Christ. It's his righteousness that covers me. I'm still a sinner, still struggle, still battle but I pray by his grace and mercy, reading his word, prayer, the means of grace, fellowship together, prayer meetings, Bible studies, cups of coffee and talking about the Lord, that there's a growth and the edges are being knocked off and I'm being refined. And the aim is I should be more and more like Jesus Christ. Never completed here, but when I die, immediately. Perfected and in his presence. And then when the second coming arrives the trumpet of the Lord sounds and the shout of the archangel will I be ready well yes because I'm in Christ it's not my religiosity not my church going it's all about the Lord Jesus Christ who can endure the day of his coming who can stand when he appears well only the one who is in the Lord Jesus Christ so are you ready for that great day and then we come to this great, great statement. It's often a standalone text, but it is here in its context where this little summary comes for I am the Lord. You're accusing me of injustice. You're accusing me of blessing those who do wrong. I do not change. And because I do not change, you are not consumed. So here is this wonderful statement. I am the Lord, I do not change. And then the consequence of that, therefore you are not consumed. We are only here by the grace of God and the grace of God has not changed. And because of the grace of God, we are not consumed. What if God were fickle like the gods of other religions and he he could change his mind. He wasn't immutable. He might be uh, so horrified by the way we use his grace that he says, well, that's enough. I've had enough Uh, Of them. Where would we be? But he's not like that. And so he comes to you and me this evening. Are you... Do you tremble at times? Weary soul? About your eternal well-being? Well, praise him. We're in the hands of an immutable, unchanging being. Father, Son and Holy Spirit. His character will never change. His promises... Never fail. His word remains the same. And John 3:16 is as current and vital and vibrant now as it was when it was first spoken by Jesus Christ. Almost 2,000 years ago now, he spoke those words around about AD 27. Well, it's 1,996 years since he spoke these words. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him will not perish, but will have everlasting life. I am the Lord, I do not change. The immutability of God, that's the theological term, immutability. He doesn't change. I remember doing a young people's Bible class, and uh, when I was... Working with the Heath in my previous time here. So it would have been in Heathwood Road, all gathered there. Bible study, looking at the character of God. God is immutable. What does it mean? Uh, you can't mute him. Because These little remote controls were just new in those days and kids used to muting. I'm going to mute the TV. You can't mute him. Well, you can't actually. <laughs> he, he keeps on speaking. But his immutability, it's worth knowing Uh, the words, means that He does not change. Even the very name Jehovah, Yahweh, Lord, capital letters, uh, I am that I am. So I am the I am. I, I do not change. I am what I am. It's His covenant name. His covenant can never be broken. Never ever. We can be faithless. He always remains faithful. Not for the years of time alone, but for eternity. Don't doubt him and his word. I am the Lord. It's my covenant name. I am the I am. I am that I am. And as such, I do not change. Psalm 102. Let me read from verse 25. Of old you laid the foundation of the earth and the heavens are the work of your hands. So if you look up at the sky at night, you're seeing remarkable things. And um, we belong to a galaxy called the Milky Way that contains around 100,000 million stars. Some much bigger than ours. Some stars are so big they will virtually fill our solar system. Our star's quite a small one. And then outside of our galaxy, there are other galaxies. Our nearest neighbour is Andromeda, about uh, 4, billion light year, four million light-years away. And uh, there are around about 200,000 million other galaxies in the known universe. Now, the universe... Is finite. God God made it. It's not infinite. God made it. He's made it for a purpose. It declares His glory. Again, I'm reminded of that question in Christianity Explored. uh, How how do we know that God exists? You know, the clues are there. (laughs) Who live in a universe like this? The clues are there. Let's go through the keyhole. Let's have a look at creation and His creation. It's astonishing. Where did it come from? Of course, He is he is there. Now, He made the heavens. They don't seem to change. Orion stays in the same place. The Great Bear, the, 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 the North Star, uh, Venus, Mercury, Mars, all predictable. Jupiter in splendor at the moment and, and Saturn, all so predictable. They're, they're, but they are changing. They are changing. And He says here, they... Those stars, they will perish, but you will endure. Yes, they will grow old like a garment, like a cloak. You will change them and they will be changed, but you are the same and your years have no end. Quite astonishing the immutability of God. No change, no decay in Him. What so? Ever dependable, reliable. Psalm 89, verse 34. Not only his person, but his word, his promises. My covenant I will not break, nor alter the word that has gone out of my lips. What more can he say than to you he has said? There's enough here for you to be saved tonight. John 3.16 is enough. May the Holy Spirit apply it to your life. If you're a trembling Christian, he who did not spare his own son but freely gave him up for us all, that great thing that he's done for you and you're worried about what's around the corner tomorrow or this this week, my little friends, dear friends, let's not not be over-concerned. Be anxious for nothing. We're in good hands. My covenant I will not break, nor alter the word that has gone out of my lips. Once I have sworn by my holiness, I will not lie to David. His seed shall endure forever. His throne as the sun before me. I shall, it shall be established forever like the moon, even like the faithful witness of the sky God's promises utterly dependable in the New Testament uh, we have the uh, the letter of of James and uh, in the first chapter there and verse 17 every good and every perfect gift is from above so I we give thanks for our food I mean take take pause to think and give thanks do you know, we ought to be a thankful people constantly. When upon life's billows you are tempest-tossed. It's not in our supplement yet, is it? When you are discouraged, thinking all is lost. Count your many blessings, name them one by one. And it will surprise you what the Lord has done. Give thanks with a grateful heart. Every good and perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning, not even a flicker of a dimming, that eternal constancy. And here's the Lord Jesus Christ, who is He? Fully God, fully man. And so it is said of of Him in the Hebrew uh, letter, Hebrews 13 and verse 8, Yesterday, today, forever, Jesus Christ, the same, able to save, willing to save. He is willing. He is able. He's able to save you, my friend, tonight. He's willing. Are you willing to be saved? He's willing to save you. Come to me, all you who are weary. That's not in my notes. It comes to me. It's obvious. Is this for you? Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, I will give you rest. Now this immutability is unique to God. It's what we would call one of his incommunicable attributes. Some attributes, there's a likeness of them in in you and me. There's a shadow, so God is um, omniscient, he knows everything. I know something, there's something of... uh, Knowledge in, in, in me, but uh, his, his immutability, there's, there's no communication of that in me whatsoever. We are always becoming. If I had a name, it would be becoming. His name is I Am That I Am, settled. I'm a, he's not becoming anything, <laughs> he's not increasing or decreasing. He's not getting better or worse. That's an an abomination. But I'm always becoming. And there's some good in that as well. The good part is I'm not stuck in the mess. But by his grace and power, I'm able to rise. And you're not stuck with your sin tonight, my friend. If you're not yet a Christian, it's not the end. You can't make yourself a Christian, but he can come to you so this immutability is unique to him we are always becoming books this one's falling apart i bought this in 1981 from the heath christian bookshop but it wasn't there i think it was further up the road on this side still then it moved across then it came back here but uh, tozer the knowledge of the holy, the attributes of God in one little uh, book. Tozer has got a series of two volumes on the attributes of God which are really, really worth buying and they would warm your heart. Each attribute, you'll spend a few pages here. In this little book, condensed a little bit more, um, us, we, we change. Tozer, in men... Change is impossible to escape. Neither the man is fixed nor his world, but he and it are in constant flux. Each man appears for a little while to laugh and weep, to work and play, and then to go to make room for those who shall follow him in the never-ending cycle. We, We change, and change in ourselves and all around us is impossible to escape. And one day Tozer was writing this, now he's gone the way of all uh, flesh and he's in the presence of the Lord uh, forevermore. Change and decay in all around I see. Uh, Babies don't stay babies. So here's a good aspect of change. This afternoon we had little Billy uh, round, I think he's nine months now, and um, did something wonderful yesterday. He's so pleased with himself. And it's good, and it's exciting for the parents. But it's a new phase of life when they begin to crawl. You know, you used to be able to leave them, and now Billy's on on the move. And in the lounge this afternoon, Billy on the move. That's that's a change. And Billy eating a carrot. Uh, he used to be just on milk, and now carrot in the hand, and carrots everywhere. He'll change. I mean, I could eat my carrots; they all went in my my mouth, but. Um, Billy, they're, they're everywhere. Change, progress, growth, and then decay and uh, demise. Constant change. Growth in, in knowledge. Uh, GCSEs and A-levels. It's, it's not, yeah, GCSEs, it is, isn't it? And A-levels and uh, degrees and, and on and on. And we, we learn. And then our knowledge begins to decay we remember things from a long time ago, but what your name is, please don't ask me to remember, but um, decay, change, up, change, change down. We are, we are fickle. We, we change our minds so quickly. And then in all the round that we see, what a staggering time, Friday evening to Saturday evening. Evening. Could you believe what was going on? Did you understand it? Was, it was over so quick. I mean, it seemed like, well, what, what can we trust in and rely on these days? Uh, there was a time when political systems, certainly in the West, seemed pretty stable, and we had real statesmen and women. But I just wonder, and is God just rattling our cage and loosening our grip from things which we oughtn't to be trusting in? We need to pray for governments. We're given the leaders that we deserve, perhaps. But um, what a world. What a nation. What a neighbourhood. What a city. Change and decay in all around we see. Nations and creations we've thought about. But God remains the same. God remains the same. All that God is, He has always been. And all that he has been, he is and will ever be. Nothing that God has ever said about himself will be modified. Nothing the inspired prophets and apostles have said about him will be rescinded. His immutability guarantees this. Now, in a world of change, in a life of change, this is wonderful news for you and me. Because this is an anchor. This is a solid foundation and a rock on which we can build. Here is the one reality and it's the ultimate reality. Thank God he's the ultimate reality. And he doesn't change. This world will end. And bank balances will will finish. And no matter what we're doing, we will go the way of all flesh and there's nothing We can do about it, but there is a rock on which we can build, fully dependable, always the same, yesterday, today and forever. And we build our lives on Him and we cast our anchor in Him and take up the strain and make sure we're anchored fully in the Lord Jesus Christ. Here's Hebrews 6. And verse 17. Thus God determining to show more abundantly to the heirs of the promise. comes down to us. We're the heirs of those promises. The immutability, unchangeableness of His counsel. He confirmed it by an oath that by two immutable things, two unchangeable things, in which it is impossible for God to lie, we might have a strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold of the hope set before us. This hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, and which enters into the presence behind the veil. God does not, God cannot, God will not change in His character, For in his promises, he's our rock, he is our shelter. All thou who changest not, abide with me. Not so sure I agree fully with that hymn. He is abiding with me. Question is, am I abiding with him? He's not moving. Oh, thou who changest not, keep me abiding in you. But maybe the meter wouldn't work too well for for the hymn. The immutability of God, of course, again, is only logical. If he can get better, then he's not God. If he can get worse, he wouldn't be God. He is infinite, so there can be no growth. Oh, infinity. A sea without a shore, a sun without a, a, a sphere, He is eternal, so he has no age. Yesterday, today, forever, go back into the misty depths of eternity and God hasn't changed, go back a trillion, zillion years. I mean, how long is eternity? Well, it's eternity. And in my mind, I can consider and ponder and comprehend eternity future. But I can't contend and consider eternity past. It's beyond me. Why? Well, because I had a beginning. But I won't have an end. So I'm okay with forward. But it's this mystery of the past. And then to think that God is all times at the same time. God is not bound by time. We are bound by a calendar. And it's the the, 25th of June. And tomorrow if the sun comes up again, it's the 26th of June. Then the 27th. And we're moving through time. God is not. He's ahead of us. He's behind us. He is here. There's no limits. Holy, pure. No variables, no shadow. Depths of burning light. He's a consuming fire. His power is total. His knowledge is total. His presence is total. His essence never changes. He is pure spirit. With Him, there's no shadow of turning. There's so much more to say on this matter because there are parts in the Bible where it seems that God has changed his mind and so I want to look at a few of those case studies and whatever happened at the incarnation surely there's a change in God there and then the application therefore we are not consumed but it's nearly five past seven and it's one so I'm going to have mercy on you and we will finish at this particular point the immutability of God. We can depend on him, call on him tonight and be saved. Don't go home without him. Christians, redouble our efforts. Let's keep looking to, to him and do the things that are decent in the light of all that he's done for us. Let's pray, shall we? Father, thank you for this brief time in your word. We pray, Lord, that this great truth will grip us and be something in a changing, uncertain world on which we can truly focus and build our lives. You will never, ever let us down. Your promises are unfailing, character your person. Your plans continue for the whole of time and land us safely on the shore of eternity. So help us to keep looking to you, and living to your glory. Amen. Well, I've chosen another hymn that's very old. And it's, uh, I'm not sure what tune you've chosen, Brian. Is it Brian? Is it Brian? Oh, it's not. It's, it's math. Hi. Um, not sure which tune you've chosen, but they're wonderful, wonderful words. So again, focus on the words and let them warm your heart. And then you'll actually enjoy uh, the hymn. Oh, Jesus Friend unfailing. He can't change. He's the friend of sinners. Is he your friend? And trust in him. Oh, Jesus, friend unfailing, how dear thou art to me. This uh, gentleman, um, born, I think, in well, he's, he's German, uh, didn't write many hymns. I think this is perhaps the only one translated into English. I couldn't find much more out uh, about him. But let's sing this lovely hymn. Now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God our Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all now and forever. Amen.